this new year, my friends, and welcome back to Ignite Your Spark, the podcast with me, your host, Kim Duff Selby. I have all fabulous hopes for a 2022 that shines and sparkles. And I hope that you enjoyed a few weeks of rest, perhaps play and laughter with family. I know that I did. I had a wonderful holiday with my family. We laughed. We played games. Our sparks were ignited. Though the holidays can be a little stressful, ours were very stress-free. It was great because I decided they were going to be stress-free And they were, well, except for the night that our 12-foot Christmas tree crashed and water spilled everywhere and many ornaments were lost. But no one was hurt. I hadn't anticipated on decorating a tree twice this year, but I did. And then we had to lop off about three feet off the top of it. And yeah, it was not the glorious, beautiful tree that it was in the forest So on December 26th, I took it down in preparation for the new year, and now here we are. But of course, I digress, as I tend to do. (laughs) Let's get to my episode today. To kick off the new year, I feature an incredible light, and her name is Phoebe Leona. The basics about her is she is a dancer, a yoga teacher, and a transformational guide. And I asked her what her mission statement would be at this point, and she told me it is to offer new experiences for people to be more embodied and empowered in their own lives so that they can live a fuller life with more joy, confidence, and connection and reclaim their magic. Because we were all born with magic. You know, I believe that. In fact, In case you're wondering, my word of the year is magic. I don't always choose a word, but for some reason, this word just keeps pounding in my head going, okay, you are going to appreciate the magic in everything. And Phoebe is magic. She has created a really wonderful community online and in person called Nomad, Nom, Om being in there as well. And she created this after she had this horrible year of loss in 2013. And she found herself between her old life and a new life with a divorce and the loss of her dad. And we go into all of that and how she created this wonderful new offering for so many people. She also has a great TEDx talk, which is really unique. She uses dance to talk about her experiences. It is great. I highly recommend you watch it. She also has her own podcast called The Space In Between, and she's publishing a book coming out later this spring. Yay, 2022. But now let's just get to it. and You can find out all about her in this episode. I know you will love her. And you can Go to the show notes and see, because she is offering my listeners $200 off of her program. So check it out, won't you? And now here's Phoebe. Welcome, 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 Phoebe, to Ignite Your Spark, the podcast. Thank you. So good to be here, Kim. I am thrilled that you are joining me here today because I love your light. 
I love what you stand for. And I love that you're a dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Dancing was one of my very, very first loves, as I know it was yours. And we'll get into that as we start and get further in our conversation. However, before we begin, I want to ask you, how do you ignite your own spark? Ooh, how do I ignite my own spark? Well, one is dance. That has been something that has been within within me my whole life. Uh, And I think a lot more recently, it's been writing. And it's something that It has also been with me my entire life, but I've really dove into it and became more confident in using my words as a way to uh, explore my own inner world, but also to expand it and share it with the outer world. Um, And then being with people, being in community, and you and I were just speaking before we began this uh, recording and how we've both made these beautiful new communities online. And even though we were going into a lockdown almost two years ago, and there was a sense of loss of community, I actually feel more expansive and and my spark is even lighter and brighter because I'm able to connect with people around the world who are more like-minded as opposed to, you know, being in my local community where I made, I made good connections with, but um, it was almost like, connecting with the people that are, you know, they're there and, and making do. But now I feel that we are really coming online, you know, in Zoom, in podcasts, in various other, other ways of communicating through social media and everything and connecting to the people who are, who are very much in line with our own spark to stay with your theme. I'm very happy to hear all of that. And I assumed it would be dance, but it was really interesting to hear the writing portion of it. That's also a way that I ignite my spark, but I have Mm. to do some inner work every morning, you know, meditate and visualization to really make sure that I'm practicing what I preach now more so than ever. (laughs) (laughs) But I also agree with you really so much about the connection and the community. And yes, it's been a horrible time. And I do sort of live with that little fear and anticipation of what's next, what's next due to the pandemic. But I also am so grateful for the community that has been brought to me via my podcast, which I started in the pandemic, and just the connections that have been made. Now, that being said, I still miss, I would really love to meet you in person, you know, dance with you in person. (laughs) Oh, we're going to do it, Kim. (laughs) I like that. I like that. We are going to ignite sparks. Yeah. Do you have a morning practice that you use to ignite your spark? You know, I do. And I was listening to Kara's episode um, that she's talked about play. And mine is a bit similar in that. I was primarily a dancer, as you shared a little bit already, and also been teaching yoga for over 15 years. And so my practice for so many years was some sort of physical practice like asana and yoga and meditation. But what was happening was that I was becoming somewhat rigid in that and teacher and leading a lot of teacher trainings and almost burnt out on it because I was teaching it all the time and practicing it all the time and having this layer of guilt if I didn't live up to my own expectation. So I released it. I released the expectation. I released what I thought it should look like. And it probably happened 
about three years ago in 20, 2019. That's when I was really starting to get burnout or maybe even a little bit before that. And I just said, okay, I'm going to give myself an hour. Now it's expanded to like two or three hours of days <laughs> to just have unstructured time for play. And that can be whatever it wants to look like. So I already spoke into what sparks me up. So some days it's, I'm going to write in my journal for a full hour. Some days it might be a little combination of writing and dancing. Some days it will be more formal, like a meditation and a physical, you know, asana practice. So I just let it be whatever it wants to be. And I have noticed that I am so much more centered and for the rest of my day. And I'm in a better mood too. <laughs> I think, I think that's what you just said has given people like me permission to not be so rigid. I happen to have a little OCD. So it's like, if I don't do the same mm. thing, it's not good, but you have really, I've already learned one valuable lesson from you right now. And that is, it doesn't have to be ritualistic. We get very stuck in a pattern. And by yeah. releasing that pattern, we're actually opening ourselves up to more possibility is what I'm hearing and sensing mm -hmm. and feeling from what you just said. Yeah. You know, you just said the word ritual. And I just like, I don't know, a day or two ago, I was talking to somebody about this word practice versus ritual. And I said, you know what, I think I want to release this word practice, because that came from more of that rigid mindset of you have to practice, you know, on your mat and do X, Y, and Z in order to become a quote unquote good yogi. And so when I started to lean into this word ritual, it felt more organic. There was this sacred space, but it didn't feel rigid. And so I, I am releasing this word practice and really more embodying the word ritual. Um, that's just personally for me, what, it, what ritual feels like is that we set this space and I often use music and incense or a candle and, and use that to open up the space and then it can be whatever magic is in there and then I close it down. And it, it just, it feels more alive. Magic is space. one of my favorite words. I love the word magic. Mm. And the me fact too. that you used it is just igniting sparks within me. I know what it is. Of course, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter and all that. Just, I love magic. <laughs> I love magic. I love unicorns and fairies. Yes, I'm a 13-year-old girl trapped in my <laughs> body. <laughs> I love it. Good. Embrace it, Kim. Exactly. All right. So, Phoebe, let's get into you. And you okay. have a, a business called the Nomad Collective. Is that the right name of it? Yeah, and I'm, it's evolved a little bit, but yes. Yeah, so I'm curious as to, all right, there's so many questions. How okay. you got started with this part of your journey, your life plan, and do you still call it Nomad and why you chose that? Because I, I think of a nomad as a wanderer who never settles down, yeah. always searching, but also mm -hmm. very, this is just my own interpretation of it, but also very comfortable with who they are because they can go anywhere and be at home. Yes. I got chills listening to you because you already got the essence of what our, what nomad is. Uh, and so for those of you who aren't visually looking at it, it's N big O big M A D. So OM in the middle of that. And the original name of my business was nomad always at home. 
So it was that same Mm. essence of what you just said, being able to be that wonder, the seeker, the traveler within and also within our worlds, within our world within and in the outer world. But then wherever you are, it's not this searching because you're lost, but it's more searching for that magic again and that excitement and what sparks you up and, and, and knowing that you always are at home, wherever you are in the world, you're always finding home within. And you don't, because what I was feeling when I came to that word first off was it was something that was looking outward of, you know, going to the next thing, the next thing. And when we can bring it back to, we can go wherever we are, but we're here, we're grounded. We know who we are and we're claiming it for ourselves and then sharing it with the world. Mm. Um, So that's a little bit about the essence of what Nomad is. And to answer your question about how I got to Nomad, um, It's a little bit of my story was I already had been, like I said, been teaching yoga for at that point, probably almost 10 years. And I had taught Pilates and I had taught dance and was performing professionally for years. And in 2013, before that, I was running my own yoga program out of a boutique hotel in the Hudson Valley in New York. And it was sort of, quote unquote, my dream job. You know, here I was able to curate this beautiful program, have teachers that are very much in line with what I believe and what I want to share with the world. And um, in a beautiful setting, I was married at the time. My father, who had been estranged for about 18 years, had come back into my life. So everything in 2012 was clicking into place. We bought the, we brought the dream house. It was all just clicking into place. And then what happened was in January in 2013, my father passed away very suddenly. And then it just was the domino effect. The rest of that year, there was a lot of deconstruction. So January, he passed March, early March. My husband, of who I'd been with for 15 years, said he wanted a divorce. And then it came unraveling the, the dream home I moved out of, the, our dog we had to put down. And, and then my job that was my dream job just wasn't in alignment anymore because one of the things was that I had made these choices to move out of New York city, to be in the Hudson Valley for two people that were no longer my life. Um, my husband wanted to move out and I am not saying that I didn't want to, but uh, my primary choices were to move for these two people that were no longer my life. My dad who lived outside of the city and didn't want to travel into the city so much because of his PTSD and my ex-husband who needed a buffer from the city for his own mental health reasons. And so here I was in a beautiful place, but I was like, I don't need to be here anymore. And in my coming to Nomad, I wanted to travel more and I wanted to explore my life in a bigger way, not just in this local community. And so with all of that unraveling, even my health was unraveling too. Uh, I basically had an, a, a breakthrough. I prefer not to call it a breakdown, but a breakthrough where I woke up one morning and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I got in my car and I drove to my mom's about five hours away in West Virginia. And as I was driving, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I just said, okay, I need to come up with a plan. If I'm leaving my job, I need to come up with a plan. And so within that f- those five hours, I had a proposal of starting my own business, Nomad. The initial idea was to organize yoga retreats. 
And when I got to the other side of that, I said, listen, I have this idea. If it's not a good idea and I'm absolutely crazy, you can commit me. It's totally fine. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, like I know I've lost a lot of things and I might be ma- not making rational decisions, but that's totally fine. Because here I am, the one thing that was solid was my job and I'm going to leave it. So I knew it might sound a little crazy. And she said, no, that sounds like a great, great idea. I love it. Do it. What do you need? By that time, my father's inheritance came in a little, a little bit of a nest egg where I could take some time off. So I went to what Costa Rica and I ended up being there for nine months where it was a lot of healing, a lot of healing, a lot of unpacking what had just happened. And then also what had led me to all of the, that unpacking with my relationship with my father, the choices that I made in marrying this person um, that I was with for 15 years. And, and then there was something born was this idea of nomad. And so I did a lot of traveling then and made a lot of relationships for retreats. And that's, that was the, that was the seed. And I launched it uh, about a year later in 2014, um, actually to the day that I gave my notice um, for my job. And um, it's evolved a lot. It's a lot. And I let it be whatever it wants to be. So Nomad has its own spark. <laughs> yeah. And and I just lead it to her and, and I say, okay, what do you want to do today, baby? So we've done uh, many yoga retreats around the world. Uh, we've also organized and I've led many multiple teacher trainings, the 200 and 300 hour, uh, a lot of community events, online practices now that we're all in Zoom world. And um and now I just this past year took some time off to write my own book. Ooh. So yeah. all right. So I get all that, but what is your mission statement for lack of a better word? What is it yeah. that you are hoping to bring to the world? I mean, I kind of know, but share it in yeah. your words. Yeah. My mission is to offer new experiences. And it used to be on and off the mat, but I've sort of checked that out because I don't want it to be limited to yoga, but to offer new experiences for people to be more embodied and empowered in their own lives so that they can live a fuller life with more joy, gratitude, confidence, connection, and, and really just own their life and, and reclaim that magic because we all have it. Yeah. We all have it in us. I mean, we all had it when we were little kids, right? And something happens whether it was a big traumatic event for ourselves or there was a conditioning or both and we've lost it. And I think that this time that we've all been in this great transformation the past couple of years now um, is an opportunity to, to reclaim it, to rediscover it and reclaim it for ourselves. I agree with you. And there are people like yourself who are assisting other souls on earth because not everybody has that innate ability or they have not accessed it yet. And I love that you, what you are doing is helping others access their own spark, as it were. That's my goal in life. And one of the things that you do or you talk about is how to create more space Mm -hmm. for joy. You Mm -hmm. talk about 
or what I've read, I guess, the space in between. I think that's very powerful (laughs) because you hear that when people are talking about meditation, pay attention to the, or don't pay attention to the space in between. Can you elaborate Mm. a little bit on that and how dance has, well, dance, of course, that's going to just interest me. I don't know about my other listeners, (laughs) but how dance perhaps allows us to formulate the space in between or how yoga mm-hmm. does or how important talk about the importance of the space in between yeah to ignite your spark well, <laughs> <laughs> well and it's funny because I one of the other things under the nomad umbrella is my podcast um which I put on hold for a little bit of time and it's called the space in between and it's really to be able to take that pause in um and in meditation, that's what that's what I feel is the intention of meditation is to to find that space, that gap in the between the thoughts. Uh, for dance, for me, I feel it's the same. It's opening up this portal and going beyond or ripping apart the time space that we know to be true, and really exploring this multidimensional being that we are. The space in between is also sharing our stories of what's on the outer world, right? The spaces on the outside (laughs) and bringing them into that space. And and what you're doing here is holding space for our stories. And I have found that when we take these times to really listen to other people's stories, to really connect, to read their stories, whatever whatever medium it is, we remember ourselves too. And what you said before of us tapping in or igniting people's sparks because they haven't accessed it yet. I really think of it as remembering because we have, we, it might not have been that you had it in this life, but you had it at some other part, um, but other life, if you believe in that. And Mm -hmm. so it's really the space in between for me is that tearing a part of time space that we know to be true and remembering the essence of who we are. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Remembering the essence of who we are. We are all yeah. sparks. We were, we, I believe when we are born into this world, that's our spark. That's our spark, yeah. our soul, whatever, just coming in to create what we are meant to create, absorb what we are meant to absorb. And of course, we're these beautiful, precious little beings who know nothing and Mm -hmm. our environment forms us and how we move and walk and talk and how we're raised. But sometimes that spark, and for most people, it gets dimmed because of outer circumstances, whether it's bullying from kids when you're in elementary school or whether your parents don't believe in you. It sounds like you had a great mother who Mm. was very supportive of you, even though your father was out of your life for a bit. It sounds like a movie, you know, that reconnecting with your father and then having him pass Mm. away so soon after you're reconnected. Yeah. And it seems that that healing that you underwent, you were able to do that pretty quickly. Mm. I don't know. Is that, I mean, was it a long transition? It just seems like within a year you were, or less, you were able to ignite that spark within on that drive to West Virginia and create the new you and create what you are meant to create. Mm. I'm rather a resilient being (laughs) Mm, and 
I would say that it wasn't just, here we go, I'm healed. Let me start this business. There were so many layers. And I'll just touch on what you said about my, my relationship with my mom. Just to paint a little bit more of a picture of my, my childhood, I, my parents divorced or separated when I was eight. And I actually lived with my father from mm-hmm. eight to 15. So he was my primary caregiver for a, very, for a period of time. And my mom would be the, the weekend parent. I would see her every other weekend. Mm. So he had gone through uh, Vietnam. He had done two tours in Vietnam and had very severe PTSD. And so essentially the reason why I, I chose to leave at that time when I was a teenager was because his PTSD was taking over both of our lives. And it wasn't healthy for me anymore to live there. So I actually came to live with my grandmother for a period of time and then moved in with my mom. That time, I was very resilient. I was like, okay, I got to grow up (laughs) and do my teenager thing. And then, okay, I go to college and I do my college thing and I become a dancer. I go to New York City and do my... And there was a lot of just fucking up and doing it and showing up. And so I continued that pattern when my father died, when my partner decided to leave. And it was like, okay, here's another thing that I have to do now. And so even though that drive to my mom, and she was was very supportive, we had a good relationship at that point. It was just like, for me, like another thing to check off the list to make sure I was okay. But really, it's been the last eight years of, of healing so many layers, you know, first it was this relationship with myself. Then it was coming back to the relationship with my father. The past few years, it's been the re really rebuilding a relationship with my mom on a more solid foundation and, and with my grandmother too. And so, um, yeah, I want to say that the healing has been in a lot of layers. Yeah. And I know that healing takes a long time. We are always healing something within ourselves, but you nailed it when you said you're a very resilient person. Some people are more resilient than others. Yeah. And clearly you are yeah. one who chooses to pick up yeah. and move forward with positivity. And it shows in your work and it shows in the way you speak and on your face that you do glow from within and mm. you are able to tap into that inner spark. And now that you are sharing it with others, it's just going to make such a huge difference. One mm. thing I read on your website, which I really love, that you use movement and words to explore how life invites us to dance into the most authentic version of ourselves. Oh, (laughs) comparing life as a dance, well, you had me at that, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how, as we begin to wrap up, how do you do that now. How do you work with people since we are not able to do as much travel? Are you doing this through online experiences? Have you started getting back out there? I'm so anxious to take one of your yoga retreats. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, Kim, you would have loved our our last retreat because it was called Reclaim Your Magic. And that was our first retreat back since, you know, we had our last retreat was March 2020 in Bali. And I actually ended up, I almost stayed in Bali because they shut down the airport the very next day that I left after I left. Uh, And then our first retreat back was just a few weeks ago in Mexico and we were reclaiming our magic. So that was my first time being able to be in person in community 
in between that in that time and space, uh, it's been mostly online. There are a few community events we were able to do in New York where I was based and that, you know, in outdoor events, which was really lovely. So we're finding new ways all the time. That's what I do love about my my baby nomad is that she always is guiding me to the next thing and, and to be more resilient. Like, okay, we all have to be in Zoom. What is that going to look like now? And oh, can we be in person? And, and what, do, what do we want that to look like now? So it's a constantly, constantly inventing and reinventing and trying things out. And that doesn't work, trying something else out. <laughs> and you know what? That to me is another really great takeaway. Another great lesson is we should not give up just because yeah. one thing doesn't work. And that's certainly what this pandemic one of the things it has taught us, if this yeah. doesn't work out, well, then let's look over here. And yeah. I really think that's an important thing for all of us to embrace. And perhaps people have begun to embrace that more because we were thrown this pandemic and it seems yeah. to keep on going and growing. And I just want to shut it down and say, let's find our inner light and glow and not tap into the fears and the negativity yeah that are surrounding us. And I really would encourage everyone to really look for what's next at any mm-hmm. age or any stage. And I love how you morph. And I also love how you call Nomad a she. She's like your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, in my book that I will be, it'll be published late early this year, I write letters to emotions. So I somewhat personify them. And so, yes, Nomad is also like a spirit animal. <laughs> oh, so tell me about your book because we will be airing this in the first of the year. Oh, and wonderful. when does the book come out? What's the title if you have it yet? Yeah. Tell me. There are two. I, wanna, I don't want to announce it here, but maybe by the time you air it, you can put it in oh. your show notes because we're still workshopping two options. But it will be out March or April 2022. We're getting that perfect date. I'm talking to my astrologer now to find the perfect date to align with the stars. And it is basically my memoir. The first part is my memoir. And then the second and third sections are really what I just said, letters to my emotions. So I'm walking the reader through an emotional recovery story. So I'm sharing a bit more of my story, my journey with anger and shame and grief but also joy and confidence and love and connection. And then I'm also integrating the practices that helped my own healing, the somatic and the expanded awareness practices that helped my, my healing for the, for the reader to facilitate for themselves too. Oh, we didn't even go into all of that. And as you were talking, I was thinking that I would love to encourage my readers. I'll air this in January though, so it's a little before. But I want to encourage my readers, my listeners to- (laughs) They read too. They read too, right. Uh, To think about writing a a letter to your own emotions prior to reading your book and see what comes out and then see what we can learn from your book and about the ways that we can heal. I've never really thought of it that way. Dear Joy- Thank yep. you. Thank you for being a part of my life. Or dear fear, why are you a part of my life? <laughs> exactly. And so, and this is one of the exercises I, I share in the book. So I start off by writing to these emotions, but then I, I talk about that process. And so I'll share with you, since you're just talking about this, is to write a letter to fear, 
but then let fear write the letter back to you. Mm. Because what, because when we look at the shadow emotions, we just say, they're not good. They're not supposed to be here. We shut them down. But what if we actually held a space for them to, to talk and let them be seen and heard and felt? And then that relationship will begin to heal as well. Mm-hmm. And we can understand, oh, you know what? I do need fear in these scenarios. And you can start to negotiate and say, okay, fear. You know, I love Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. And she talks about her relationship with fear. You're naughty, Mike Idell. I love that. Uh, she book. talks about I mean, yeah. having fear in the backseat. And so it, it is, it, you can sit and you can say, okay, anger, you can't, you can't get to a place where you're going to blow up in really uncomfortable situations. But what we can do is we can dance it out or we can scream it out when we're alone, right? So you can start to negotiate your relationship with these emotions. Oh, this is powerful. All right, yeah. you're going to come back on when this book is released because okay. I really want to explore that further. I would love that, yeah. For now, where can people find you? Yes. Tell me. So my website is thenomadcollective.org. And that is where I'm hanging out the most right now. I've actually taken a bit of a pause from social media, but you can still find me there. I'll, I'll still pop in. And But uh, I'm over at Instagram, nomad always at home. And you're my name, Phoebe Leona dot love and Facebook as well. And um, I am also where I'm more active these days is Insight Timer. You can look up my name, Phoebe Leona and Medium, where I share a bit more of my writing there. Great. So you can look up my name as well. So those are those where I'm a little bit more active. Thank you. I will also put those yeah. in the show notes, of course. Is there yeah. any one thing because I plan on airing this at the beginning of January. It's hard right now because we're still in this year. But is there yeah. one thing that you might want to share with people as we begin our journey into the new year, 2022, yeah. that might help them move forward in their own journey, whether it's healing, accessing their inner magic, or igniting their sparks? Well, I'll make an official announcement on your podcast. My, I always choose a word for the year and my word for 2022 is receive. Mm. So we have been going through a lot. We have been, my word this year in 2021, as we record, this has been trust. And so on the other side of trust is receiving the gifts. And so I just want to reach out to the listeners here and, and just invite in what you're ready to receive this year. Instead of having to go out and do something and set the resolutions and your intentions, just allow and receive and see what comes. Oh, that is so beautiful. As you were talking, because I do that as well, I realized that my word is magic for Mm. 2022. And I am willing to receive the magic and trust in the magic that will come. But I am ready for some magic. I have chills when you said it. Thank you so much. Oh, Phoebe, what a delight this has been to speak with you. I look forward to reconnecting again, maybe someday in person, but definitely when your book is ready to hit the bookstores. So I'm really excited about that. that. Yeah. I would love that, Kim. Of course. It's done. 
And I, I really thank you. I know listeners that you have gained a lot of sparks from this conversation. And I thank you for listening. Welcome to a new year. And you know what I'm going to say, as I say every time, shine on. <laughs> shine on. <laughs> Walk through life. Every day is a new beginning. Shine your light. It's a day and the world.